0: in today's brief we'll talk about ukraine's extended reach in the black sea corruption and russia scraping the barrel for military equipment and recruits i'm yulia and today is monday august 7th 2023 also known as my 29th birthday i'm old adjacent now this entire week we're going to be selling cinebooks in order to fundraise. If you don't know what those are, head on over to my TikTok or our YouTube to find out and, hopefully, partake. You're listening to the Ukraine War Brief Podcast, where we bring you up to speed on the war in Ukraine in about 20 minutes or less. Let's get started with the news in Ukraine. From the front... Russian forces continue to suffer unsustainable losses, with 640 reported killed on August 3rd, 620 on August 4th, and 590 on August 5th. Over the same three-day period, the Armed Forces of Ukraine, AFU, reportedly destroyed 75 artillery systems, 27 UAVs, those are drones, nine tanks, and 13 armored personnel carriers, APCs. In the Northern Theater of Operations, the General Staff of the Armed Forces of Ukraine GSAFU, reported that a Russian offensive in the Leman direction was repelled, which contradicts the Russian Ministry of Defense MOD's, statement on August 5 that its forces had recaptured the village of Novoselivsky in Luhansk Oblast. The village near the border with Kharkiv Oblast was liberated by Ukrainian forces in December 2022. Ukraine is reportedly holding firm in the Kupiansk direction, successfully repelling Russian attacks near Vilshana and Senkivka in the Kharkiv region. In the eastern theater of operations in the Bakhmut area, Ukrainian forces resisted Russian counterattacks near Kliščijevka and Kurdymivka. Russian forces attempted to advance north and southeast of Avdiivka and southeast of Parvomayske and were unsuccessful. Ukrainian forces reportedly continued to hold back Russian offensive near Mariinka, Staromikhailivka, and Krasnohorivka. In the southern theater of operations, Russian forces attempted repeated counter-attacks west of Staromayorske and east of Urozhaine, but failed. The Ukrainian army has created a so-called kill zone on the Russian supply line in Urozhaine. Over the last few days, Russia has lost a significant amount of both personnel and equipment trying to maintain supply to the front line, while Ukrainian drones spotted Russian reinforcements and eliminated them with apparent ease. Russian forces appear to be concentrating their efforts on preventing further Ukrainian advances in Zaporizhia and Dnipropotrovsk regions, but haven't done a great job of it. The Washington Post reported that Ukraine's 10th operational corps reserves enabled an advance near Robotyne at the end of last week, with Deputy Defense Minister of Ukraine Hanna Malar announcing that Ukrainian forces had breached the first line of Russian defenses and moved to the intermediate line in some southern areas. Russian troops launched an unsuccessful offensive near Novopokrovka, while Ukrainian forces continued offensive operations in the Melitopol and Berdyansk directions and solidified positions near Robotana, all in Zaporizhzhia oblast. In the Black Sea, a Russian warship was seriously damaged in a naval drone attack on the Black Sea fleet base at Novorossiysk overnight on August 3rd to 4. The Russian M.O.D. stated that the Ukrainian drone attack had been repelled and the drone destroyed, with no mention of any damage. As it turns out, the drone was repelled with the hull of the Alinogorsky Górnyak incapacitating the landing ship. Video circulating on social media showed the vessel listing heavily and being towed into port. The UK Defense Ministry reported that the Rapucha-class landing vessel "...represents the largest Russian naval vessel seriously damaged or destroyed since the sinking of the cruiser Moskva." Ironically, most of the Black Sea fleet was relocated to Novorossiysk due to the high threat to Sevastopol, and the Alinogorsky Gornyak was normally assigned to Russia's northern fleet but had been tasked with ferrying military and civilian traffic between Russia and occupied Crimea because of traffic disruptions to the Kerch Bridge. How serendipitous. The Russian oil tanker, SIG, also had a bad day when it was hit by a drone packed with explosives. The tanker was carrying fuel for the Russian army, and it's worth noting that the tanker is under U.S. sanctions for supplying jet fuel to Russian forces in Syria, according to Kyiv Post. Vasil Maluk, chief of the security service of Ukraine, made a statement saying that, quote, such special operations are conducted in the territorial waters of Ukraine and are completely legal, end quote, adding that in order for such attacks to stop, Russia would have to leave the territorial land and waters of Ukraine. Seems fairly straightforward, right? Moving on to the home front. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky reported that Russia has launched almost 2,000 Iranian-sourced Shahed drones against Ukraine since the start of the full-scale invasion in February 2022, saying, quote, A significant portion of them have been successfully shot down. Unfortunately, not all of them. We are working to shoot down more, to shoot down as many as possible. We are working to have more air defense systems in place, end quote. Zelensky met with the staff of the Supreme Commander-in-Chief to discuss the use of precision weapons, issues related to the grain corridor, and the development of the domestic military industrial sector. He noted that while they would not be sharing any details of the discussion, quote, we are satisfied with the results, quote. Russian forces struck Kherson Oblast multiple times over the last few days, hitting a shopping center and a medical facility on August 3rd, and injuring two people in the city of Kherson overnight on August 4th to 5th. Russia fired 165 shells at Sumy Oblast on August 3rd, though no casualties or damage to civilian infrastructure were reported. The Sumy region was struck again on August 4th. In Dnipropetrovsk Oblast, governor Serhiy Lesak reported that Nikopol was shelled during the evening of August 3rd, injuring two people and damaging more than a dozen homes. Due to constant Russian shelling near the front line in Donetsk Oblast, the Reintegration Ministry announced on August 5 that 130 children would be forcibly evacuated from Yampil, Zarychne, Torske, Orychhovatka, Nikonorivka, Malinivka, Tikhonivka, Vasutinske, and Rai Oleksandryvka. According to the Kyiv Independent, 21 settlements in the region have already been evacuated. Two people were killed and two injured in Russian attacks on Donetsk oblast on August 5, according to Donetsk governor Pavlo Karolanko. In his evening address on August 3, President Zelensky stated that the inspections of Ukrainian territorial recruitment and social support centers have revealed multiple abuses, saying, quote, the audit reveals many abuses, including, frankly, disgusting ones, end quote. Zelensky assured that all facts identified by law enforcement would be made public and criminal investigations would follow. In his address on August 4, Zelensky reiterated his commitment to cleaning up public institutions, specifically mentioning military commissars and military police. The head of the Kyiv district territorial center for recruitment and social support was detained as an accomplice in large-scale corruption scheme for helping Ukrainians leave the country. The head of the Donetsk Oblast Military Enlistment Office was charged with illegal payments to members of his staff and helping criminals avoid justice when he was serving as the head of the Zaporizhzhia Oblast Military Enlistment Office in late 2022. The military commissar from Yuzhne, a town in Odessa Oblast, was accused of enriching himself through his position and, following public outcry, has been sent to serve with a brigade on the front line. As the kids say, around, find out. Yuri Ihnath, spokesperson for the Ukrainian Air Force, reported that Russian forces will likely target Ukrainian infrastructure again this coming winter. But due to a shortage of missiles will primarily depend on UAVs to attack electrical, gas, heat, and water facilities, and Russian facilities for the domestic production of Shahed drones will be open by that point. A blood transfusion center in Kupiansk, Kharkiv Oblast, was attacked with a guided aerial bomb on August 5th, killing two and wounding four. If you're enjoying the episode, please rate us and leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to reach out to us via email at social at that's B-O-R-L-I-N-G-O-N dot media. Let's move on to the temporarily occupied territories. Massive explosions were reported on August 4th in Feodosia, in occupied Crimea. Spokesperson for Operational Command South Natalia Humaniuk reported the Russian occupation forces store significant fuel reserves in Feodosia adding that we should expect further strikes on objects that are important to Russia's defense capabilities in the area. Ukraine reportedly conducted 39 drone and missile attacks on Crimea in June and July 2023, targeting military infrastructure and transport facilities. At least 10 of the attacks had a direct impact on road and or rail transport. Remember how Russia was planning for a big tourist season in Crimea this year? So far, the number of tourists appears to be down by at least 500,000. Ow! Oh, I guess all the beach trenches and drone attacks aren't that appealing to vacationers. Who would have thought? A Russian-appointed head of occupied Zaporizhia oblast Vladimir Rogov reported multiple strikes on the Chonhar Bridge on August sixth, noting that the extent of the damage was still unknown. The bridge over the Henichesk Strait, connecting occupied Henichesk with the Arabat Spit, was also attacked. According to Vladimir Saldo, Russian-appointed head of occupied Kherson Oblast, who reported that the AFU launched 12 missiles at the bridge, of which nine were shot down by Russian air defense. The gas pipeline running next to the bridge was also destroyed. Speaking of hot messes, let's talk about the Russian Federation and, effectively occupied, Belarus. According to Reuters, Russia has doubled its defense spending plan for 2023 to more than 100 billion – that's a third of all public expenditures. Journalists have managed to match serial numbers between KH-55 cruise missiles that have been fired at Ukraine with missiles that were officially handed over by Kyiv to Moscow in 1999 as part of an agreement between the Ukrainian cabinet of ministers and the Russian government to pay off debts for Russian gas, meaning that Russia has effectively been attacking Ukraine with missiles it received 20 years ago from Ukraine. The Institute for the Study of War reported on August 3rd that Moscow is trying to attract volunteers to its armed forces with incentives rather than mandates. Russian President dictator Vladimir Putin has signed a decree providing state health and life insurance to all citizens who volunteer for combat service in Ukraine. Nine Russian Air Force fighter jets were observed taking off from Belarus on August 5th. After 10 Russian helicopters had already left the country, the aircraft are believed to have been based in Belarus since January. Drones dropped explosives over the Russian city of Kursk on August 4, according to Kursk governor Roman Starovoyt. Two administrative buildings were damaged and glass in the nearby Pokrovsky church was broken. No casualties were reported. According to Moscow mayor Sergei Sabianin, a drone was headed to Moscow when it was shot down by Russian air defense on August 6. Temporary restrictions were imposed on incoming and outgoing aircraft at Vnukova International Airport, only 30 kilometers southwest of the center of Moscow. In their most recent assessment, British intelligence said that at least 50% of the Russian paratroopers who were deployed to Ukraine in 2022 were either killed or wounded. According to a since-deleted video of the Russian Armed Forces website that apparently accidentally leaked the scope of casualties the Russian Airborne Forces, VDV, has suffered in Ukraine. Aw, sad. If you've ever wondered why the Chief of the Defense Intelligence of Ukraine, Kirill Budanov, is open about having agents embedded within Putin's entourage, Budanov explained in an interview that simply having knowledge of Ukrainian agents' existence within Putin's inner circle paralyzes Russian authorities' work. Again, aww, sad. Next up, European news. Lithuanian Deputy Interior Minister Arnoldas Abramavikius reported on August 4 that Lithuania will close two border checkpoints with Belarus due to the presence of private military company PMC Wagner Group on Belarusian territory. There are currently six checkpoints between the two countries. Roughly 6000 Russian citizens will be asked to leave Latvia, according to Ingmars Lidaka, the chairman of the Saeimis Commission on Citizenship, Migration and Social Cohesion. After Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine, Latvia asked Russian citizens to take a mandatory exam in the Latvian language in order to obtain permanent EU residency. Those being asked to leave haven't yet even attempted the exam. Shocking Next, news worldwide. According to U.S. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby, Russia is attempting to buy more munitions from North Korea, highlighting Moscow's growing dependence on countries like Iran and North Korea and even governments like the Taliban for arms supplies, illustrating its increasing isolation from the international community as a whole and its desperation to compete with the technological and industrial strength of Ukraine's allies. Forty countries were invited to talks over the weekend in Saudi Arabia to discuss Ukraine's peace plan. Many of the nations that were invited have viewed the war as a quote, contest between global powers, end quote, rather than a unilateral war of aggression on the part of Russia. The participants, which included China, Indonesia, India, Mexico, Chile, and South Africa, reportedly managed to reach common ground with respect to Ukraine's territorial integrity over the weekend, determining that Ukraine's sovereignty, quote, must be at the heart of any peace agreement, as well as the authority of the UN Charter, end quote. Russia was not invited to the summit. Aw, oh, sad. Georgian Prime Minister Irakli Garibashvili said that if Georgia were to enact direct sanctions against Russia, it would collapse his country's economy. This in spite of the Russian invasion of Georgia in 2008 that resulted in 20% of its territory being occupied by Russian forces. Last week, however, Georgia announced that it would be restricting exports and re-exports of American cars to Russia. It's a start. Finally, let's talk military and tech news. Colonel Denis Radesprokopenko, commander of the Azov Brigade, was back in action last week after returning from Turkey, where he and other commanders involved in the defense of Mariupol had been on an enforced extended vacation after being released from Russian captivity. The commanders, are favorite boogeyman in Kremlin propaganda, and their return to Ukraine and to active service has been a bit of a PR Disaster for Russia The first group of eight Ukrainian pilots to train on F-16 fighter jets has been identified. The pilots are fluent in English and will be ready to begin training as soon as formal training plans are drawn up by European allies and approved by the U.S., German news publication Welt reported that Germany did not send almost any weapons to Ukraine from a package worth 2.4 billion euro, promised in the spring by Bundeskanzler Olaf Scholz. Of the promises the federal government has made, only the promise to provide 11,000 food rations has been fulfilled 100%. According to Welt, some of the items were marked with the status in preparation, but have now disappeared from the list. And there is no documentation that they were delivered. And that's the brief for today. Remember to check your sources and don't fall for propaganda. Join us on YouTube and TikTok for more Ukraine content and live news reports. And please, consider supporting our work in Substack. You'll find the links in the description. We will be back tomorrow with more updates. Until then, happy last few hours of my birthday to me!